This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's time for BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, breaking down all the betting angles you need to put money in your wallet on the BetQL Audio Network. At long last, Dak Prescott is entrenched as the franchise quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. It was never a question. They were never going to get rid of him in any way. Done last night, four years, $160 million at its base. So $40 million per year, big-time money for a big-time player. He'll throw it again. Prescott is caught. How in the world did he get in there for the touchdown? Talk about threading the needle. It's Amari Cooper. Touchdown, Dallas. Welcome into BetQL Daily on Tuesday, March 9th. A fun show per usual. Ryan McDonough, our general manager, will drop by to talk all things NBA. Jim Root will be here to talk college buckets at the, as the conference tournaments continue. One of the big ones, uh, the ACC starts today. Jeff Sherman from the Superbook. Eli Herskovich, the executive producer. Jake Hassan, the board op in downtown Chicago. Dylan Burns directing from Philadelphia. And my co-host today, Preston Johnson, you know him via Twitter. You probably saw him a bunch on Daily Wager at Sports Cheetah. Preston, so thrilled that, that you're going to be co-hosting with me for the next three hours here on BetQL Daily. Thanks for having me. It's good to get up early in the morning. Been like <laughs> staying up till two or three a.m. So this is a good excuse to get me out of bed talking sports, uh, talking betting. Did you make it through BYU Pepperdine? I didn't make it to tip. I'll be honest. I did, man. <laughs> Man, BYU. You, I don't know if you know I'm a BYU alumni, so I I always try to watch all of their stuff. But they're they're a frustrating team, and I'm still a little bit tilted that last year I think was a team that they had said that could really have made a run, and then things obviously got shut down right before the tournament. So part of me is like it's nice that they you know they won. They're probably going to go to the tournament, but they they really don't have a, a legitimate chance to make a run this time around. Now, people uh, that are regular listeners to the BetQL Audio Network have heard you on You Better, You Bet. I've talked to you a few times, I believe, on The mm-hmm. Score in Chicago. So some of our listeners have heard you before, know you're a pro better. Uh, but what are you up to right now? I'm doing... <laughs> for it's public a, consumption. A, for public. It's, a, <laughs> it's a strange world, man. Like, I, I wasn't yeah. kidding. I've been up to, like, 3 a.m., like, grinding like the nft space the last two months which like how did i don't even no one even knows like what that is or who right. cares what it is it's it's just there's a lot of ripe opportunities in uh the crypto or nft space so i've been doing that a lot which is kind of why it's good i think to, to wake up here early on the west coast and, and do some radio to talk sports um, i've still been following running my models and stuff for for hoops mba in college and uh been kind of a nice break though in general to be honest it was it was kind of exhausting doing all the leagues all the sports with football and mm-hmm. you know the espn show five or six times a week and writing four or five articles a week like uh it's been good to kind of 
prioritize some family and 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 kind of hang back and you know giddy up and starting a new a few new projects on my own on my own side. So uh, those will be in the works in the next month or so as well. Very cool. NFT space blowing up. Um, <laughs> do some research if you want. Probably not for this show, but uh, maybe I'll ask you some questions offline. Sure. But, I mean, what's happening with digital art and all that? It is wild yeah. and it's crossed over to Top Shots. And that's why we've spent some time talking about it on this show. And uh, there's some controversy going on with Top Shots right now as they're trying to figure things out. Uh, this is BetQL Daily. Joe Ostrowski, Preston Johnson with you for the next three hours. Uh, BetQL Daily airs weekdays 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time on the Radio.com app. We're also streaming live on the Radio.com Sports YouTube page, so you can find us there. Or just subscribe to the podcast, listen at your leisure 24-7. Uh, so we heard the uh, the breaking news coming in, Preston. Let's start with Dak Prescott. Four years, $160 million, 126 in total guarantees. That's, that's the big number here. Boy, um, Dak outworked Jerry in this one, huh? How about the, the great businessman? He outworked him here. He could have had him for $33 million last year. And uh, for the first three years of this contract, Dak Prescott is going to be getting $42 million a season due in year wow. one, along with his no trade clause, $75 million in cash. It's not bad. I, I, I'm happy for Dak. <laughs> yeah, he's one of the athletes that uh, I always have to respect and, and root for because he, I want a future on him as a rookie that uh, I'll never you know forget. And so the I'm happy for him as a you know as a fan as an athlete. It's a really interesting setup here though in, in general because you know they're they were obviously way worse without him last year, and Andy Dalton eventually kind of got into at least some realm where they could play slightly below average, but it was noticeable. And this is why I think Jerry Jones, like you're talking about the businessman ends up getting taken, so to speak. Like it's because their team just wasn't very good without Dak. It just really wasn't. And so uh, I think the year prior, he was fourth in QBR in the league. Uh, and then last year, you know, their offense was either number one or number two, I believe in offensive efficiency before his injury. Um, the uncertainty thing for me is it's a pretty significant injury how healthy is he going to be and how effective is he going to be? Is it going to be like nothing ever happened? And if that's the case, you know, you had to pay him. It was, and it was worth it because they have weapons around him that they can contend with. But if he's 50 to 75% or it takes him like a full season to get back into things, um, you know, then you're paying him a lot this first year to basically work his way back. Uh, but that's part of it. Like if you're, if you have no backup option, they just need to pay him. And, and I'm glad they did. Uh, so what you'll continue to hear as people cover this story is, oh, did did Dallas win or lose? Dak was the winner, Dallas a loser. I've been fl flipping back and forth on that. I don't know that we can outright say that Dallas is a loser. I understand why you would come to that conclusion because the the quickest path to victory right now, you draft a quarterback, get him on the field right away. You find out they're top 10, they're top mm -hmm. 15, and you can spend money elsewhere on the team. And so when you had Dak on the cheap, you didn't win. You had Jason Garrett for all four of those seasons. You made the playoffs twice. You were out in the divisional round both times that you made the postseason. So you could say that they didn't win. But Preston, I'm coming from the perspective of Chicago my entire life, like a, a number of other teams have been searching for the elusive quarterback. So it's, it's, it is tough for me to say, even though they are paying over the moon and they've decided 
to pick their players that they're going to pay. It's kind of a, a uh, studs and scrubs lineup. That's what they're going with right now. And that's probably good enough to win the NFC East. But I, I, it's tough for me to say that Dallas lost because they spent a fourth-round pick on the guy, and we're seeing quarterbacks play at a pretty high level, some of them for 15 years. So if you have one, I kind of think you're a winner. I agree. And you made a great point, I think, about just the level of play in the NFC East. Like, Are the Eagles going to be better? Probably, maybe, but it's still, you know, Jalen Hurts. Can we really trust him under center? And then the Giants in Washington – like Washington has potential. Obviously, they made that playoff run, and they're defensively they were elite, but they're also kind of struggling with who are their quarterbacks going to be regardless. I, I I think they're set up to where you lock in deck, and you know you're not going you can't automatically count yourself into the you know division win or or the playoff mix, but it's close assuming you can stay relatively healthy. So, uh, yeah, they had to do it, and you know Dallas will will be a, a contender in that division, you know, as long as he's under center for the Cowboys. Uh, how they're setting up the team, how they're uh, building this roster. You wonder spending this much at one position, can you win uh, with can you win with Dak? That's the big question. They're spending a lot on Cooper, probably too much on Zeke, <laughs> third highest paid yeah. running back on an annual average basis. Uh, they're paying Zach Martin. I believe he's the second highest paid guard uh, per season. And the only guy on defense they're paying is Lawrence. Now, uh, last season, when you look at the defense, yards per play, DVOA, they were 23rd. So we're sitting bottom third. Do they have a chance to win with Dak? Many will say no, but if you can elevate the defense to average and he is back to, to his form, what he was doing with the offense a couple of years ago, I'd say you can win it, the way the NFC looks right now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. The way the NFL is played right now, it's you have a better chance if your offense is top three and your defense is 20-something. Like you, right. You're always going to be in games. That can always keep you in games. The ultimate point, though, to what you said is that they are out of money to spend defensively. They can basically use the draft to try to hit maybe once or twice on the defensive side of the ball if a guy pans out. If that happens and the defense can improve to, say, even a league average defense with an offense that's top three, I mean, they're definitely going to be in the mix. If they're in the 20s and their offense is still good, it's not a team I trust making a run through to the Super Bowl, but it's one that I still, yeah. again, can think and get out of the NFC East. Dak goes out week five, and they finished one game back in the NFC East. So it's sad. <laughs> It kind of tells you what's going on in that division. And Washington love the defense, love the defense, but it's hard for me to say, okay, the team that doesn't know what they're doing at quarterback yet, Alex Smith no longer going to be there, which I under certainly understand why. Um, okay, Heineke looked all right in the playoff game. Fine, but still don't know what they're going to do. I, I, and and it's it just happens to be the division that uh, you never have back-to-back -back winners. It's true that I don't know yeah. when the last time that was, but there's probably been a run now where no one can can go back to back. I forgot about that. What um, what was that deck number you got in 2016? Uh, it was 500 to one. It was before Tony <sighs> Romo got injured in the preseason. 
Okay. So everyone decided it was a backup rookie quarterback. How can he win offensive you know, rookie of the year? And he wasn't even supposed to win because Ezekiel Elliott was so strong and solid all year long. And I think even before they announced the award, like the week prior, you know, Zeke was like minus 800 or something ridiculous. And somehow Zach or Dak, I should say, pulled it off. So, um, yeah, it was 500 to one. It moved like 375 to one and I posted it on Twitter. And then it got bet down and um, some of the places that had it pulled it off. And then a few days later, Romo got hurt. I believe it was against the Eagles in a preseason game. And, and then he put it back up and he was plus 300. <laughs> so it was just an extremely wow. lucky case. But Romo had been hurt like the two seasons prior. And it was like, if he's hurt and Dak's the guy, I like Dak at Mississippi State. So that was another part of it. I mean, I really did believe in him as a quarterback, which uh, was helpful too, that he was able to just jump in and, and actually be effective. Yeah. Was it lucky? Was it really lucky? I don't know. Like you said, with the injury <laughs> history and a, and if a quarterback deserves the award, they're going to win all of these awards every single year. Sure. True. Yeah. Running back receiver. It's a lot tougher for yeah. them these days. Um, Adam Schefter had an intriguing tweet yesterday. And uh, he said that basically the tweet was, you know what this is? This is according to a league source. This is Jerry Jones tipping his hand off the, the extraordinary TV deal that is coming now the, the the cap is going to go down for a lot of teams and this is part of the reason that people are going to say the cowboys and jerry lost in the end of this one because of the caps going down and uh there's going to be a lot more free agents than uh we expect right now that's probably a part of it i mean yeah what, what it comes down to this i think in this era it doesn't matter how much cap you ultimately have if you don't have someone under center that can lead you to win games and lead your offense, like it's not going to matter anyway. And so I'm, you know, Jerry Jones, people give him a lot of crap all the time, but like he's smart enough to at least realize if we used all this money on other players, but we have no quarterback, it's probably not going to matter as much as if we have Dak and then try to figure out the other pieces. And so uh, when you have all these weapons offensively, you know, they did spend draft equity on CD lamb, who was impressive. And, you know, considering most of his games were, coming from you know balls thrown by backup quarterbacks like you have to give your weapons a quarterback so yeah i, I think that's definitely going to be part of it for other teams trying to manage like some of this cap room or, or allotted amount they have to spend um but spending on deck like yeah you can't you can't ever really get frustrated by that yep it is quarterback is everything right now if you don't have one oh boy are you are you in a world of hurt and we'll see uh, what happens with the Russell Wilson stuff? You know, Mike Silver was on NFL Network saying, "Hey, it doesn't. They don't have to get their quarterback, their next starting quarterback, in a deal for Russell Wilson if they go down that road. There could be a couple of deals that are lined up. Sure. And Deshaun Watson, uh, is a deal finally going to happen? I've always felt that there would because Watson doesn't appear to be budging. But Texans, are you sure you want to sign up for that? <laughs> I, I don't know. I would do everything I possibly could to make sure it works and. Uh, for, maybe force his hand. Let, let's see if you're serious about this. Are you willing to sit games? That's a great question. You know, I think yeah. a lot of these athletes this day and age too, with whether it was James Harden and, and the Rockets or, you know, they're just trying to get to a spot where they feel comfortable. And I want to give the players some empowerment. Right. And I, and I think yep. it's also unfair though, to some teams when they put them in bad spots and this Houston one with Watson, like it, I think it's totally fine. And um, we'll see if he actually does decide to sit games. I don't, I'm not going to pretend to know Watson or some family member that said something like he really might just do that. And then eventually they'll have to make a move. Uh, if not, uh, you know, he might just end up going out and playing. And I, I actually have to respect that just as much because, you know, all power to him. He wanted to try to get somewhere where he was a better fit. 
can make a move. And if he ends up just playing for Houston again, I think that's fine. It doesn't really make him look bad in my eyes. Yep, I'm with you. Uh, this is Joe Ostrowski, Preston Johnson, BetQL Daily, live on the BetQL Audio Network. Uh, Preston and College Hoops, yeah, not, not a ton of action. Been a slow start with these conference tournaments. It's going to pick up as, yeah. as things move along. But we did see number one Gonzaga in action against St. Mary's, and you didn't really have to watch the second half of that one. 78 to 55, the Zags win. They cover the 18 and a half and the under hit. And we got a couple more auto bids. UNC Greensboro is in after winning the SOCON and Appalachian State in after uh, winning the Sun Belt. App State was a seven point dog. And then uh, they end up winning by seven. Not bad. I believe it was their first time yeah. in the tournament in like 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And uh, we're, we're going to get a couple more starting today, right? Yes. We get five auto bids. And then we're also going to have the ACC tournament starting with three games. Your first game, it's going to be Miami and Pittsburgh at 2 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock Central. Joe Ostrowski and pro better Preston Johnson with you on BetQL Daily. Coming up next, we'll uh, dive into the NBA. Some betting angles for the second half. Any value on futures? That's next. It's BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network. Download the BetQL app today to get the latest analytics to help you beat the sportsbooks.